0: Hello, dear listeners. Jamal here, the Buddhist. I am not here in Australia at the moment. I am in Buddha Land, a.k.a. Thailand. Uh, so instead of our regular episode this week, we have a re-release of one of our early favorites, What is Religion? We'll be doing this for the next three weeks. You'll get part one, two, and three. Uh, so please sit back and enjoy What is Religion? Part one.
1: Christian and a Buddhist walk into a bar. My name is Jamal and I am a Buddhist. I am Jacob and I am a Christian. Wonderful to be with you again. It is wonderful
0: to be, to be with you again. Uh, my words are going all over the place this morning. Uh, it's one. It's one of those mornings when, like, so. I so we, we can disclose this, Jacob. So we we also run a uh, another event. Uh, we. Uh, legitimately go to a bar about once a month uh, and we invite our other friends who may or may not be christians or buddhists and we just have chats and talk about things and we were actually there last night so i have seen you twice in two days (laughs) um but i think um uh it's one of those nights when you when you, you, you you go home and everything's very great whatever else and you've had a great night but also like your mind's running a little bit so it takes mm-hmm. you some time to get to sleep and so then when, when we're recording a podcast like first thing the next morning as well it's just a bit like oh man uh, my my sleepy my, my sleepy brain is here
1: yeah no I get that yes I'll which that. is
0: the perfect time for us to deal with the most academic <laughs> article you have ever sent through there's like it's from
1: JSTOR and everything yeah no that's it look it, it, The longer we go, the more I'm going to send through random academic articles. Don't don't worry about that. Um, well, We'll just say, if you're ever in the lovely city of Canberra, and you want to actually walk into a bar with a Christian and a Buddhist, hit us up on Gmail at Christian Buddhist Bar, uh, and we'll let you know the, the next time we're actually in a bar rather than a podcast studio. Correct. And, and you're welcome to come along. Look, I have dreams of one day taking on
0: taking your little um, recorder to the bar and recording an episode at the oh, bar. Oh, I like but that. I, but the, the noise would just be terrible. I, I don't think we'd actually end up getting anywhere on it, but we, we can discuss this offline.
1: Yeah, totally. If, if, if you want to hear an episode of Christian and Buddhist walking to a bar in an actual bar complete with background noise, yes. let us know. If, right. if there's enough audience demand, we'll go there. <laughs> <Exactly>. um, <clears throat> but one of the things that we, we discuss when we sit down in a bar is these, you know, like we do on the podcast, questions of faith and religion and the meaning of the universe and, and everything else. Um, so the article that we're going to – bounce off of this week is a, a chapter from a book by a guy called Brent Nongbri, who I think is actually an Australian academic. He's in Norway at the moment, the internet tells me. Um, but he's written a book called Beyond uh, – sorry, Before Religion um, and starts this, opens us this up with a, a chapter on like what is religion. And so we're just going to start with that question to, to you, Jamal. Like how do you define religion – um, and and bring any insights from from what you've read in, if you like, or yeah, okay. Let's so, just start there. Well,
0: so I, l- let me start with my like my initial definition prior to kind of reading the Nongri and prior to engaging with the article. Mm. Um, so my kind of standing definition is that I believe that religion is something that has a uh, a spiritual element, obviously. So I, I think it has a um it has a, a worldview associated and, and a way mm-hmm. of explaining uh, the supernatural in some kind of way. Uh, and I think it also needs to have a, um, an element of uh, practice and of like a, an approach to interacting with that supernatural in some kind of way, in some kind of unified way. Um, and I also think it needs to have a, an element of community and an element of uh, kind of a group
1: acceptance of that you know i i that's kind of like an agreed yeah. practice and agreed understanding of of how the supernatural works and how we in the natural world engage with that
0: yeah I, I would say that that it kind of needs those three elements at a minimum and then there's obviously lots of little little spin-offs and that kind of thing but how about you jacob how, how would you define religion just off the bat
1: yeah no i, I think i I'd, I'd agree with a lot of what you've said that it's um kind of a, a Religion is a map that brings meaning to reality, if you want to put it that way. In those terms, um, it's an, an understanding of how the universe fits together um, and what our place in it is. So it's it's fundamentally something that um, I guess brings meaning to to existence. Uh, but that that can you can be really broad or or more narrow in the descriptions right like a, mm. a, 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 it's a bit my definition is, is maybe a bit fudgy because having having looked at Nongri and a few other things I'm increasingly persuaded that it's really difficult to define a thing called religion um, part of what Nongri picks up in his article uh, he, he quotes a guy called Eric Sharp who says that to define religion is far less important than to possess the ability to recognise it when we come across it. Yes,
0: and I would completely agree with that, right? So I think one of of my initial reactions is, you know, if the question is, like, what is a religion, my initial reaction is who cares, right? Yeah. You know, like, at the end of the day, um, whether or not you call something a religion or not, I don't think has very much of an impact on the thing itself. Like, you know, there might be some legal status and not... Non-profit tax issues or whatever else—a whole it. other thing but, we could go into in that. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I don't think that it um it is inherently some kind of like um you know yes some some existential threat at least in the modern world for a uh, a religion
1: to suddenly be called not a religion or whatever else. Well, because it, it raises all sorts of interesting questions, right? Like, yeah, does you mentioned the supernatural in your definition there. Like, does religion have to deal with God or the gods or, you know, some kind of supernatural being?
0: Well, and and so I I have a personal view of that about this being a Buddhist, right? Because I yeah. think I think Buddhism is one of the very common. Things that I would define as a religion. I think most people would. Well, but no, I I don't know though. The amount of people who, when I talk to and go, Hi, I'm a Buddhist, and they go, Oh, like, you know, Buddhism isn't really a religion. You know, like, so I. There is a very common view, and I'm not sure whether it's most or not, but, you know, I, I don't know, 50 50, I'd think, between people that that think of buddhism as a religion and people that think of buddhism as not a religion and as yeah, okay. instead a a practice or a philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like um you know uh the there's uh, we were talking about this actually last night at the bar around this idea that um that like Buddhism is kind of the cool religion these days, you know. I, I think you can, um, <laughs> you know, you, you can get away with being religious if you're Buddhist in a way that you can't necessarily very easily in
1: other religions. So, you well, because you've just said you're almost not religious, or seen as not religious. Well, exactly yeah. right. And, and I, and I, th- yeah. And so, yeah, you know, certainly in the world when there's a, you know, the, I,
0: I interact with a lot of atheists and a lot of people that are are very skeptical of religion, but they, they seem to be kind of cool with Buddhism. It's like, you know, oh, yeah, well, it's not one of those you know, judo-Christian religions or whatever else. Um, and, and, and a lot of people go, well, yeah, it's not really a religion. It's just a philosophy. Um, now, personally, I think it definitely is a religion. But, um, but yeah, it, it's interesting living in that intersection world where, uh, and I, th- I think the core tenet of why people don't think Buddhism is a religion is because it, is non-theistic. It does mm-hmm. not have a god or any gods. And for a lot of people, religion is something that needs to have uh, a a god or
1: gods uh, in order to definitionally be a religion. Um, and R- which be- is why atheism is not a religion, right? As much as some pe- religious people might insist it has religious elements. Well, to see, it.
0: I see. And but this is the thing, right? I I I would say that atheism. Well, uh, definitionally, atheism is the lack
1: of religion, right? Or, or the lack of a god, actually, if you want yes. to get really... Let, let's be pedantic about this, sure. for goodness okay. sake. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, so <laughs> yes, So,
0: atheism is the lack of a god. Now, I would say that Buddhist Buddhism is an atheistic religion. Sure. Right? It is a... Well, maybe to to use parlance that might be more easily understood in the world, a non-theistic religion, mm-hmm. Um. Atheism as we define it, I think is very tied up with the idea of secular humanism. And I think secular humanism is a religion, right? I I think the way that we treat science and the way that we treat uh, rationalism and a lot of the kind of core tenets of secular humanism these days, you know, I I go back to kind of my my general test, right? Like, does it it provide a theory with which to explain the natural and the supernatural? Um, You know... Does it have communal practices, and you know, does it kind of, um, you know, does it does it provide a way, a method and practice with which to interact with the world? I think it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would argue that most atheists are religious, but their religion is humanism or rationalism or or that kind of thing. Um, again, they, they might be pushing it for some people, but yeah.
1: So um, we'll pick up this idea that um, Nongbri has then um there's there's other stuff there that we can come back to but um he he wants to follow the um, philosopher um, wittgenstein ludwig wittgenstein who is a, a great theorist of language to to say that what a group calls itself and how a group describes itself actually matters um and and he wants to to go so far as to say if you don't think you're religious then you're not actually religious like let's mm-hmm. let's take the claims that for, for instance secular humanists most of whom that, that I know wouldn't describe themselves as religious in fact quite the opposite most of the time if if they're saying they're not religious why shouldn't we take that at face value yeah
0: and i, I think on a fundamental kind of level of Interacting with people, I completely agree with that, right? I would never go to a secular humanist and go, hey, by the way, you know you're actually religious. Um, because, yes, someone doesn't identify as religious. They shouldn't have to identify as religious. They, should, they shouldn't, you know, like, you know, hey, we, we live in the 21st century. People get to define their own reality here. You know, they get to define who they are and how they interact with the world. Um, you know, we are no longer in the 1200s,
1: and yeah, you know, I'm not sure if um, listeners to the podcast have twigged yet, but Jamal is like massively relativist in everything in a way that I can't quite get my head around. So he can just say here, sit here and go, Yeah, you're whatever you want to be, man, and that's true. So, yeah. so, so one day, Jacob,
0: when we have a we decide to make a two hour long podcast, we're going to tackle the my stance of contradiction. Is not really a problem and doesn't really <laughs> exist, and uh, you know It can that, be the, the
1: Buddhist special.
0: Yes, that uh, that yeah, that, that there there is no such thing as contradictory statements. <laughs> um, anyway, we will move on from that. But yeah, so um, the I, I agree with you, right? That I, I agree with Wittgenstein that you know the that the way people define themselves matters, and that's important. And I, I don't think we should try and enforce any definition onto any group of people. Um. That being said, I think that um, you know, I I think that there is, you know, if if we're talking about what is a religion, I I think it's an interesting topic to unpack. And actually, the part of the Nongbu that I want to go to here, which I think, uh,
1: I I think it is practical, but I hate it. um, (laughs) Is uh, this is like we're discussing an academic article, and here you're talking about like practical things. No, well, so 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 he makes the point towards the end that essentially. The functional way of defining
0: religion is um, anything that is close enough to Protestant Christianity that we can
1: say is
0: kind of like that.
1: Yeah, anything that looks, smells, feels vaguely like Protestant Christianity. Which
0: I think is the most Eurocentric kind of like, you know, I, I have deep anthropological problems with that statement. And, like, I get what he's saying in a practical sense, which is, like, at the end of the day... Uh, we def- we uh, we talk about religion just based off referential understanding and essentially if we have a point of reference to it, we can call it a religion and we're just going to use that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ju- I just think he's getting into really problematic weeds of um, colonisation
1: and like right. just this well, kind of, yeah. Well, let, let's unpack that then because, and I, I have the advantage here of you've only read a chapter mm. of the book and yeah. I've read most of it. Um, because my, my sense is that Nongri is actually wanting to get away from colonisation by doing this and give us tools to kind of deconstruct our definition of religion because when, when he says that when we say religion, we're saying anything that looks, smells, sounds like Protestant Christianity, what, what he's saying in that. Is that religion is a modern Western construct which we have then projected onto everything else that we found in the world, and and he wants to say that the the concept of world religions is a modernist Western project that aids our Western understanding and categorization of the world in a way that um, so so for instance, um, I, I think Nongbri would argue, and, and many other scholars have that to call Hinduism a religion is purely to put a, a Western term on something and to, to describe Hinduism in a way that prior to the British um, colonisation, whatever other word you want to use, of India, that, that no Hindu would have ever thought to describe their cultural and religious practice in that way, even even using the word religious there is problematic. On Nongri's account, right?
0: I mean, yes, but we're getting into linguistics and not definitional things here, right? I mean, the the issue is that we're using English as the lingua franca and we're using (laughs) an English word, right? Sure, I I can accept that the Hindus uh, prior to colonization never would have described themselves as that, but they would have had a different word that speaks to the same sentiment. uh, And, you know, okay, yeah, there's a problem that we use the English word and we define it via Western Anglocentric centric terms, but, you know, I, I again, like, I, but I, so, I, 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 I think the point I want to make is I, I think that I don't, I don't see any, any people of non-Anglo backgrounds or any even colonized people claiming that calling their particular practice a religion is a problem in any kind of way, right? Like, no one is out... Yeah, people are absolutely claiming that colonizing and forcing your religion onto other cultures is a problem. Every, yeah, the, every, That is well known. But, you know, the Hindus are not saying, oh, man, no, no, we have an issue with being called a religion. We actually think this is a really bad thing. I, I guess my point is that, like, world religions have embraced that and... Um, as a way of describing their own practices, because there is at least enough recognition of the people who are being described as that in the Western context that they go, yeah, this is an appropriate way to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I, I see that. But is there like is there not a and we're like deep now in post-colonial yeah, yeah. theory and stuff as well? Is there is there not a sense in which they're just they're they're joining the terms of a a debate and a conversation where, where they've not set the terms and it might be useful.
0: Sure, but, so, but any time you speak a different language, you're doing that, though. Like, it, it, that, that's a linguistic
1: issue. It's not a definitional issue. Absolutely. And so this, this is... I'm trying to see if I can find the the bit where Nongbri talks about some of this because the the, the definition still shapes kind of how we understand the thing. Well, yes, okay, and and... Yes, if we want to go down the philosophical line, and
0: is is this fitch as well? I can't remember which philosopher it is, but the idea that the words you use to describe something inherently define... like Words
1: are never neutral. Yes, and
0: they are always uh, colouring and uh, providing context to whatever the thing is. So words are important because what you call something defines what it is and how you understand it. Like the typical example of, you know... um, you know, do, do people who have different words for the colour spectrum see colours differently? You know, um, mm-hmm. in Russian, there are five different ways of describing blue and pe- Russian speakers have been known to uh, define colours. They draw the lines on a on a colour wheel differently as to where different things are because they've got different words to describe it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, in, you know, Indigenous Australian languages there are some where there are only two colors there is black and not black uh and you know that that may shift and change how people see certain things um so
1: yeah i I mean i I get that point but i i I don't know i i i I don't see the problem the the example that nongbri gives and i can't find it directly so i can't i can't find the word apologies to any chinese japanese speaking Listeners, because I, I can't find the word. But the, the example that he gives is that the, the Japanese um, interpreters actually introduced the word that's commonly translated religion into Chinese, contemporary Chinese language. Mm. Uh, and they did that by combining two symbols, um, one of which was a, an altar type symbol yeah. that um, represents ancestor worship, right, yeah. which is really common in that part of the world. Um, and they combined that with another symbol that means um, teaching, mm. which is associated actually with um, Buddhism mm. partly and the, and the Buddhist teaching. Um, and they, they did this because they needed a way to describe what Christianity was yeah. when they're translating in China. But that carries very different connotations within the Chinese language to what the word religion does in English to the point where on Nongri's reading – there are many things that in English, in the, in the Western world, we would describe as religions that Chinese speakers would not want to class in the religion bucket because they don't match that, that word in China. So, it, mm. it, yeah. So, right, So, And uh, I guess part of his argument is, just to, to push a little mm. harder, is that religion has this connotation in the West, at least, uh, of being an an essentially private individualistic spiritual pursuit. Now, in, in your definition, you mentioned community, right? And that's that's important, but it's always a voluntary community, or, or at least that that seems to me the way that it's often yeah. discussed. And and is that not fundamentally a Protestant idea about what belief and faith? Means and that the individual faith is prioritized over a communal identity or cultural practices or.
0: Uh, see, no, I, I don't think it is. I yeah, you know, I, I think we if we want to talk about. So all right, see, here's here's an interesting theory that I have. Um, one of my theories of why Buddhism is so popular in the West right now and mm-hmm. why Christianity is actually so popular in the East. I think Methodist Christianity is like the fastest growing religion in the world because a bunch of Chinese people are converting. In, I think in that's China, right. yeah, um, and so. My theory behind that is that actually each of those religions speak to the fundamental tenets of the societies uh, that they don't come from better than they speak to the tenets of the societies they do come from. So, Buddhism is inherently an individualistic religion, right? Mm. More so than a lot of others, at least Theravada Buddhism is focused on you attaining your own enlightenment and processing your own kind of delusions in your mind and. And resolving a lot of those conflicts, which fits very neatly into the kind of the modern Western kind of social construct of individual above the community and mm-hmm. around you know um, that that you uh, that you got you got to kind of look out for yourself and fix yourself right. Um, and Christianity, on the other hand, to at least my interpretation of it, is that you know that God is found through the church. That inherently the the uh, the organization of the church is the spiritual unit rather than the individual. And individuals can have relationships with God, but they are best and most effectively facilitated through the church, which fits very neatly with the kind of the the Eastern Asian kind of concept of you are only an individual in so much as you are part of your community. yeah And that, that, that your expression as an individual is only tempered through your role and function in a community. And so they're kind of very, you know, and I'm, I'm sure they arise in order almost to counterbalance, right? I, th- I think, you know, Buddhism arises in the East to counterbalance the over, you know, the over-communalized society where people don't get any agency and Christianity arises in the West to counterbalance the over-individualized society where people don't have any community, <laughs> right? Uh, but what we're finding is I I think that they map really neatly to the alternate kind of hemispheres of, of influence and, and, you know, th- my theory is that, that fundamentally they're growing in popularity in the other places because of their alignment with the social constructs, as opposed to their alignment with the kind of traditional uh, social and religious constructs of where they're from.
1: Yeah. Okay. That that's that's really interesting, um, and and does raise all sorts of questions about well, how did they arise? Where they arose in the first place? Mm. Um, it kind of like it, it's a it's a bit of an awkward segue, but one I'd like to make about the, the birth of Christianity mm. in the, the ancient Roman world at the time because it, it does seem on a, on a whole bunch of metrics that when Christianity appears in the 1st, 2nd, 3rd centuries AD that it comes into a world that is ready for that kind of religion or at least ready enough. I'm, I'm talking in the non-Jewish, mm. the, the Greco-Roman med- Mediterranean world. Because um, scholars argue that Christianity in ancient Rome doesn't look like a religion in the sense that the Romans and the Greeks and whoever else practiced religion with their pantheon of gods mm-hmm. and the sacrifices that you do or whatever, that it actually it looks like a philosophy.
0: Well, wasn't Christianity essentially a, a small sect or cult until Constantine? Like, wasn't, wasn't it this kind of very, very small, semi-marginalised group until Constantine took
1: it on? Um, <laughs> there's a whole other discussion yeah. that we could have there, and, and maybe we should. Um, estimates vary, um, but it's something like, I, th- I think it's something like one-third of the Roman Empire is estimated to be Christian by the time of Constantine. Okay. So, so it's, not um, it, it's a there's a lively debate of is Constantine leading this thing or is he following this thing and sure. exactly what's happening there I could wax lyrical about that for yeah. a while so we, we can do that sometime. Um but but what you what you see in the the earliest Christian apologists and in fact the, the early practices of Christianity is that they're not competing per se with the Greco-Roman um, religious practices and the cults and the temples and all the rest of it, where, where they're actually engaging and who they're competing with are the Epicureans and the Stoics um, and the, I can't remember the name of the other one, but like the, these schools of philosophical thought to the point where guys like um, Justin Marta and and certainly Augustine Belong to and found um, uh, like schools, um, and so they're they're basically running, you know, teaching colleges. The prototypes of the the modern university on the on the lines of what Aristotle and Plato and so yeah. on did. That that's what the early Christians are doing, and they're similar to some of the the mystery religions and stuff that's floating around at the time, but they're they're actually. Promoting a whole different way of thought and way of life, which was not what was conventionally understood as religion yeah. by the Greco-Romans. Now they get in, they get in trouble, and they wind up marginalised and, um, in some cases, persecuted and all of this because their faith commitments and, and if we say their philosophical commitments, mean that they're not going to sacrifice mm. to Jupiter and to the emperor and to you know the. All, all of the gods that you've got to sacrifice to to make the Roman Empire run well. And so therefore when it doesn't run well it's their fault for not doing the sacrifices yeah, and yeah. and all of this. But fundamentally it's it doesn't seem to be they it, do, it doesn't seem to be understood as religious in a Greco-Roman context. Certainly it is in a Jewish context, yeah. but Well all right. So t- to, to backtrack just a little bit, I think yeah. well,
0: one thing I do want to give Nongbri on his kind of anything that looks like Protestantism definition, right? Um, and I do take your point that he's saying it is a Western construct. Um, I, so I, I, I will contend the point that definitionally religion is only a Western construct. I, I I'm still not sold on that. I still think that there, um, again, I, I think, I think Nongbri's definition of is a <laughs> definition of religion is a Western construct. Sure. That's fine. But like, I, I, I think that's so caught up in where he's from and what, and what his view on religion is. Um, that i think you know um, yeah is he american is that is that where uh, he's, he's from? australian i he's think australian. Okay. i think yeah. but, I could but, be wrong on that either way he's deeply western and deeply in the academy and i think that you know there's there is a hegemony that exists there that he's just essentially buying into rather than um, rather than actually being a bit more expansive with his thinking however what i will give him is that in 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 acknowledging that hegemony i think what he is the point he's making around this idea that the concept of world religion and the concept of religion as we understand it is very much christian protestant based and is very much a kind of a product of colonialism that i can get behind right mm-hmm. if we accept his premise and we say that okay um if we are to say that when colonizers went to explore the world and came across other spiritual practices, they defined them as religion or not as religion based on um, their own view of Protestant Christianity and therefore gave or didn't give certain levels of authority and uh, respect and credence to various practices based on their view of that I I think great examples would be you know um, people who went to you know who who did colonizers try to actively convert and who did they accept right Mm. you know when the British rocked up in India there was an attempt to convert the Hindus but they kind of let them be, right? Like, yeah, they're, 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 there wasn't a simil- Part of that is because it just didn't work, right? Yes, like <laughs> but, but, but there wasn't the same level of an attempt to convert Hindus as there was to convert Indigenous First Nations Australians or totally. First Nations yep. uh, Americans uh, and that kind of thing, right? Like, I think that the people that... The the oh, hello. Story time
1: happening. It's story time. That's okay. I don't. I don't think the mics are picking it up. John, okay. I'll just we'll, well cut so, that. Bit so we, or, well, no, no, no. <laughs>
0: we, 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 I'm committed to leaving things in. Um, but so, just to let everyone know, it is story time at ten thirty at the library, uh, and this is an important, um, important thing. <laughs> this
1: is allegedly a soundproof
0: room. Right yeah, Bradley. yeah, but clearly, <laughs> um, but no. So I, th- I think you know when when colonizers came across religions that were not sufficiently similar to Christian Protestantism, they then applied a a renewed fervor shall we say to their to their you know conversion colonization efforts like i can accept that is a kind of historical fact and that as this idea of like this is a thing that uh that helps describe and explain kind of the approach that we now have to religions and what we now culturally in western academic circles define as religions again i i I think I contend to the point that that is what religion is, or that is like some, you know, definition that that is uh, that is based in truth rather than in context. But I think is a good description of context.
1: Totally, and, but this this kind of goes to I, I think you've you've hit the real nub of the the issues in describing religion, which is certainly historically like where do you draw the line between culture and religious like and, and religion. because that's, that's actually part of what a Western individualized definition of religion starts to do is it allows you to sep- to have your religion, your faith, your beliefs separate from the culture that you're living in. And we'll probably talk a bit more about this next episode where we talk faith and politics because it, it speaks to that, I think. But that, that very act of colonialism that you're, you're talking about is the, the recognition of there being some religious aspect that we can recognise here in India versus there not being amongst First Nations Australians actually goes to the, the way that the colonisers, uh, the imperialists, saw the culture too, right? Like, Because it's it's not just religion in India, it's the fact that there is what they recognised as social hierarchies and concepts of ownership and governance and, and all of the things that Western Europeans associated with civilised society, in inverted commas, were, they saw that in a, to a greater degree in India than they saw in Australia when Europeans first arrived here. And so this question of religion and culture historically have often been bound up really tightly together.
0: Yes, and I would absolutely agree with that. and
1: you know my my
0: kind of gut reaction on that is that yeah, I think the the attempt to split religion and culture and the attempt to say that religion is an individual practice is a very Western concept and is one that I think um, you know only p- pays credence to the Western concept of religion and not the kind of um, the, the concepts of religion that I that I feel are more, more holistic but I think that is a good point for us to pause this episode and maybe make this one a two-part and we can come back next time and talk about uh religion and culture and and the intersection there how do you feel about that one
1: yeah let's do that and we and and also what cultures view as religion or non-religion there's a there's an extra piece that Nongru picks up. We might pick that up next. Yes, for sure. Now, bef-
0: before we go, Jacob. Um, oh, we've got a joke. We have we a joke. Had the joke. We have to have, to have, have, to have the you've joke.
1: You've been here 35 minutes, and only now we're giving you the joke. We apologize, listeners. Yeah. Well,
0: no, look, we, we have to put it at the end because otherwise, no one would keep listening. And <laughs> they have to. Uh, they have to. You know, uh, we have to give them a carrot at the end. Um, so the joke is this week that a Christian and a Buddhist walk into a bar, and um, they they see a they see a priest, uh, you know, sitting at the bar. Um, with Christian a, priest a, a, a Christian yeah. a, a Christian priest um with um right. a, a Catholic priest actually with a um with a glass of wine mm-hmm. um and, and this is a priest that like the Christian knows through his Christian circles as like th- this mm-hmm. is a priest that like is known for being like no don't drink alcohol I do, I, I don't drink alcohol this is not yeah, a okay thing. so it's okay like it's a professed uh tea-totaler. abstinent teetotaler yeah. priest and so the, the Christian walks up and goes hey hey mate like you know, you're drinking some wine here. Like like, 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 what's going on here? Um, And the priest turns around and goes, no, I'm just have a glass of water. And, and, and and the priest's like, that's definitely wine. And he points to it and like picks it up. And the priest turns around and looks at it and goes, oh my God, Jesus has done it again. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. So there we go. Um, Thank you for that, and thank you for um, for listening to A Christian and a Buddhist Walk Into a Bar. We would love to hear your questions, your thoughts, uh, comments, criticisms, all those things. We can be found at christianbuddhistbar at gmail.com.
1: We certainly can. The music, as always, is by Kevin McLeod. I've been Jacob. This is Jamal. Uh, Yes, I have been and continue
0: to be Jamal. And um, we will see you next week for our uh, continued discussion on Nongbri and the uh, hairy topic of what is or is not a religion.